What's going on, Hardliners? Welcome. Not sure if you knew this, but we're in a war. Against an evil faction that just won't quit. But little do they know, with Christ Jesus in our heart, we will win this war because this is the Lord's fight. We are firm, we're steadfast, and we're uncompromising. As it states in Joshua 1.9, I command you, be strong and steadfast. Do not fear nor be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Welcome to His Hard Line. Let's get started. Good evening, Hardliners. Good evening. Happy to have you here this evening. I am Jason, and you are listening to a His Hardline discussion. I am the co-host, and with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ and God, in the driver's seat, they have their hands on the wheel. They are the ones that are driving this uh, this uh, this automobile, this ship, right? They have the wheel. I give complete complete control over to them and so um you know i'm just i'm just a guy along for the ride i just give up uh you know i just give up complete surrender it is march 8th 2022 and i want to say thank you for joining us and and we'll be discussing maritime law um what is maritime law um it's the law of the sea well what is that and why are we talking about the law of the sea it doesn't sound like anything fun but it is kind of interesting um because of the technical difficulties that I was dealing with over the last few days, um, I guess it's just, I don't know, it might be something with Podbean. It just takes a lot longer than um, it used to. Because um, I would, you know, after I would get done with like a 15 minute to 30 minute, you know, podcast, it would just, you know, right away within a minute um, and it would post. But uh, for some reason, it wants to take a day. So I guess that might be my new reality. I don't know. So. If I post, you know, if I'm doing a show right now and you don't see anything new for about 12 to 24 hours, well, let's just, you know, be patient. It's just for some reason their system, I don't know what's going on, but their system just needs time to process the file so then I can publish it. So I guess that might be the new reality. So, but that's all right. Um, again, the, his hardline discussions we do Tuesdays and Thursdays. Um, eventually I will implement Saturdays again. Um, you can also find a lot of what we're doing at www.hishardline.com that's www.hishardline.com and do me a favor share this far and wide through all corners of the internet um you know i have gab i'm trying to be a little bit more active there we do have rumble i don't do clout hub anymore i mean i still have the clout hub account but i'm not really active on it i just i don't know i have my own reasons for that um and i may i'm not sure i may get on telegram possibly we'll see i don't know um another thing i wanted to make mention of is please follow my wife um, and her website now it doesn't go to instagram anymore but um it we actually got a website built for her she designed it and i must say it looks really nice um i took my orders from her and i gotta say the website looks really really cool um it's www.strengthinnumbers3.com that's strength in numbers the number three dot com um go check her out you'll find her podcast there as well she's on podbean 
Um, and, and her podcast are nice little devotionals are about five minutes in length, something nice to start your day off with. If you're brushing your teeth or you're making coffee or you're on your way to work and you don't really have a long commute and you don't have time to listen to something that's like 30 or 40, 50 minutes long. And let's just say you're about 10 you know, minutes up the road or 15 minutes up the road. It's a perfect way to start your day. So check her out. She's got such a nice, calming, soothing, sweet voice. Um, I enjoy listening to her podcast. I'm trying to convince her to, you know, do more. She only does like one every other day or so. Um, but I know lately she's been kind of struggling, um, having, I guess, writer's block, you know, trying to get inspiration. But uh, I have every bit of faith in the world that she's going to be able to do more, um, more frequently. And she's actually doing pretty good too. Actually, I like what she does. So give her a check, you know, check her out again, www.strengthennumbers3.com. And, uh, yeah, just give her a listen. Um, all right. So we're going to start off with a quote of the day. In fact, I got two of them because I couldn't be pick between the two. Um, the first one states every gun that is made, every warship launched, every rocket fired signifies in the final sense, a theft from those who hunger and are not fed. Those who are cold and are not clothed. This world in arms is not spending money alone. It is spending the sweat of its laborers, the genius of its scientists, the hopes of its children. This is not a way of life at all in any true sense. Under the clouds of war, it is humanity hanging on a cross of iron. That was by Dwight D. Eisenhower. And the other quote that I really liked was, Never let yourself be persuaded that any one great man, any one leader, is necessary to the salvation of America. When America consists of one leader and 158 million followers, it will no longer be America. Again, Dwight D. Eisenhower. Now that second one really resonates because in in the era of Trump, okay, now obviously we've doubled our population since then. We are over 300 million now. Well, I don't know, 310, 320 million. I have no idea. I mean, I know we're over 300 million. So we definitely doubled since... Uh, Eisenhower's presidency. And he's so right. Never let yourself be persuaded that any one great man, any one leader is necessary to the salvation of America. Because when America consists of one leader and 158 million followers, it will no longer be America. And that's that's honestly where we were with Trump. And it seems like we're still there yet with Trump. And again, don't get me wrong, okay? I'm not an anti-Trumper. All right. I actually voted for Trump and I voted for him the second time as well. Truth disclosure right there. Okay, but I'm not going to sit here and say that I worshiped every single thing that he did. You know, when he went to CPAC, I forgot what year it was. Maybe it was 2019 or 2020 leading up to the 2020 election, I think. And I thought I saw like a golden statue made of him. Um, And it was when they did it in Orlando or the first time they did it. In Orlando. I was like blown away. I was like, and when I say blown away, I wasn't impressed. I was like, ooh. That sounds like we're formulating an idol, kind of like a golden calf. Why are we doing that? Because that is not good. Biblically speaking, that is not good. We are not to idolize anyone. I don't care who it is. And yes, that goes for the liberals who freaking fell head over heels for freaking our savior, Obama. But I speak the same about Trump too. Okay? Both are not exempt from this quote. I don't care how any, how great a man is or how not so great a man is. When people hang, you know, their salvation in one man, 
in America, yeah, that's that's when we no longer become America because again, we're supposed to be self-governed, not governed by one man. The only one we're supposed to be governed by one of is our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and our heavenly Father, God. Okay. And so that's kind of what we saw throughout four years. So many people put their salvation in Trump, and I never understood why. Like, he did a lot of good things, sure. But again, let's not forget, he did a lot of good things as a de facto president in the corporatocracy that everyone knows as the U.S. government. So we're going to leave that alone. Very good quote, though. Word of the day. Because we're going to discuss maritime law, the law of the sea, we're going to look up the word maritime in the 1828 Noah Webster's 1828 uh, American Dictionary. And it says, number one, relating or pertaining to the sea or ocean as maritime affairs. Second definition, performed on the sea as maritime service. Number three, bordering on the sea as a maritime coast. Number four, situated near the sea as maritime towns. And number five, having a navy or, and commerce, it's very important, and commerce by the sea as maritime powers. So that is the word maritime, it has five definitions. Now we're going to read out of Isaiah 49, chapter 49, verses one through seven. And I'm not going to lie, this has probably nothing really to do with what we're going to talk about. I did a little Bible roulette this morning because I was struggling on finding what I wanted to read, and it's kind of crazy. It went right to, uh, I just randomly, my eyes went right to chapter 49 in Isaiah. I was like, okay, here we go. And then you'll never believe it. I started reading a whole ton in Isaiah. Like, I don't want to see, I'll probably say about a quarter of Isaiah. Like, I read a lot today. And it states, and the subtitle here is The Servant of the Lord. Okay. Um, and it says right here, and it reads, Hear me, coastlands. Kind of actually suitable, considering we're talking about maritime law. Hear me, coastlands. Listen, distant peoples. Before birth, the Lord called me from my mother's womb. He gave me my name. He made my mouth like a sharp-edged sword concealed me shielded by his hand he made me a sharpened arrow in his quiver he hid me he said to me you are my servant in you israel i show my glory though i thought i had toiled in vain for nothing and for naught spent my strength yet my right is with the lord my recompense is with the god is with my god for now the Lord has spoken, who formed me as his servant from the womb, that Jacob may be brought back to him and Israel gathered to him. I am honored in the sight of the Lord, and my God is now my strength. It is too little, he says, for you to be my servant, to raise up the tribes of Jacob and restore the survivors of Israel. I will make you a light to the nations, that my salvation may reach to the ends of the earth. Thus says the Lord, the Redeemer the Holy One of Israel, to the one despised, abhorred by the nations, the slave of rulers. When kings see you, they shall stand up and princes shall bow down. Because of the Lord who is faithful, the Holy One of Israel, who has chosen you. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I just, uh, that was my Bible roulette for the day. I'm just looking at some of the verses here, uh, some of the notes. Let's see here. Well, it says, let's see, 49, 1 through 7. 
let's see, 49.1, says, gave me my name, designated me for the special task or mission. So that's what it means right there in uh, verse one there. When uh, gave me my name, that's what they're saying, that it, he he was, you know, the, the one that's born of the womb was designated for a special task or a mission, as we all are. We all are are designated for a special task or mission. I believe that it is my task and mission to do this podcast, among other things, but this was the one thing that really pressed on my heart. Um, Everybody's got different things that they got to do. As I heard from another podcaster, you know, we're dropped behind enemy lines in this war, and we have a special part we need to uh, act on. Let's see, verse 3. Uh, where it says, Israel, the servant is identified with the people of Israel as their ideal representative. However, verses 5 through 6 seem to distinguish the servant from Israel. Let's see, verse 6, the servant's vocation extends beyond the restoration of Israel in order to bring the knowledge of Israel's God to the rest of the earth. Yeah, so, just kind of looking forward here at a couple of different notes. But yeah, you know, I mean, really... This was actually it's kind of kind of fitting, you know. Um, there's just, you know, like I said, I, my goodness. I mean, like I said, there there is really no rhyme or reason why I picked this. It was again full disclosure. I did a little Bible roulette today, and I'm like, that's going to be the one we're going to read. Um, now let's kind of get into the subject at hand here. What is maritime law? Now, I'll be honest with you. Um, because of all the technical difficulties I was dealing with and the constant emailing, um, <laughs> I didn't really get the notes that I really wanted to. Um, there were some things I wanted to take out of my notes, some things I wanted to add. Um, but, you know, I have what I have, and we're just going to wing it right now. Um, but it is important. So a couple weeks ago, we discussed common law. Okay. We discussed common law. And believe it or not, there are two different types of common law, which we didn't really get into in that discussion. Um, And by the way, for the record, I do want to make a correction on a show that I did when I was discussing about the grand juries belonging to the people. I have to make this correction because just like you and everybody else, we are human and sometimes we misspeak or we have a misunderstanding or we misremember or all the combination of the above. Now, there's the common, there's the grand juries that belong to the people, okay? And then when I was discussing the county level um, of the assemblies, I was calling it the um, petite grand jury. That is false and incorrect. At my last uh, assembly meeting, I was asked, uh, because we have our state meeting coming up this Saturday, and uh, we're supposed to go ahead of the state assembly members to do a, uh, a what do you want to call it? I guess a trial run uh, to get approval from the state assembly members to do our introductory, uh, I call them an introductory 101 uh, meeting, which is to bring people to, uh, you know, to these meetings to let them know what the assemblies are and, uh, you know, just to gain more assembly members because we need more people of high moral value and high moral, um, that you know, that hold a high moral code. And so, but in order for us to do that as a county, 
we have to get approval from the state. And I was asked to dis, you know, to do the grand juries. And, and I was I was told that Jason, you did such a good job at talking about that on your show. Could you be the one that discusses that at the end of the, uh, of the, uh, of the presentation? I said, sure, absolutely. So the correction is on the county level, we have what's called petite jury, not petite grand jury. The grand jury is on the larger level. It's at the state level. We have petite juries and then we have the grand jury of the people. So I just needed to correct that because, and again, and if there's anything, anything you guys hear me say that you think is false and you can prove me wrong or, you know, send me an email. It's jmjdirect at protonmail.com or it's jmjdirect at hardline.com. Okay. I don't take any offense when someone corrects me. I want to make sure I'm correct because we live in a world of so much fakery and fraud news uh, you know, it's just, you don't know what's real. And that's part and parcel. One of the biggest reasons why I'm doing what I'm doing, because we need more authentic avenues on the internet. There's so many fakesters out there and fraudsters and it's frustrating and it's hard to figure out who is who. So that's that. I just wanted to set the record straight. So again, if any of you ever hear me say something, cause again, I, I misspeak, I'm human. I'm like anybody else send me an email, correct me. And if you have my phone number, send me a text. I won't take offense to it. Yeah. I might get a little bitter because I did something, you know, I spoke incorrectly. I'm not getting mad at you. That's one thing I still struggle with. And my wife, she, she laughs a little bit. She's like, you know, you have a hard time taking criticism. And I do, I do. I'll be honest with you. I do to a degree, but I guess it just depends on how it's delivered to me. Right. It's all in a matter of delivery. All right. The subject at hand, maritime law, what is it? So maritime admiralty law is also known as what they call the law of the high seas or the law of water. And it's funny, it makes me kind of think back to that Q post. And again, I'm not a really huge Q person, but I did follow it. I'm not going to lie there. I did follow it. And it is kind of interesting because there's some things that they discussed on those posts that actually came about, you know, the whole past, you know, present proves fat past or whatever kind of thing. And so when I think of this whole law of the water thing, I keep thinking about that one post and I don't know what the post number is, you know, whatever. It's not important, but I keep remembering the one post, watch the water. I'm sure you guys, if you followed Q, you remember that watch the water, watch the water. And for the longest time, I kept thinking it was a stock market, you know, because it's fluid, you know, it's, it's uh, liquid, right? It's money. And then for a while, we all thought it was the three gorges dam in, in China. No, 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 no. So I now am under the impression that it could be maritime law because how this country is operated really is derived off of maritime law. Well, what do you mean, Jason? Well, let's dig a little bit further into these notes here. So it's contrary to the law of the land or common law, which we discussed a few weeks ago. Now, the earth has only land and it only has water. That's it and air. But consequently, those are the only two major types of law. Again, law of the land, law of the water. The assemblies operate on common law, okay, which is derived from the Ten Commandments. 
this is what we will be returning to. Now, what we're in is we're actually operating underneath the law of the sea, which has to do with commerce and business. Okay. Now, consider all the aspects of your life for a moment that limit your freedom, that limits your freedom, all right, from government and law enforcement to insurance and pharmaceutical companies to the IRS, driver's license, permits, right, building permits, all that fun stuff that you have to go to the county or the township for, right? There are hundreds, if not thousands, of stipulations, regulations, codes, statutes, boundaries, just so many restrictions on our freedom. It's crazy. And out of the ones that were mentioned here, many have, you know, researched. You know, <laughs> what am I trying to say here? Think, Jason, think. Many of these things that I've discussed may not even apply to you. Or maybe they do. I don't know. But this is one of the things that we have to deal with, for example, in our HOA, in our township, when we're building decks to our house or fencing or putting in sheds. Or uh, what else did I have to go to the township for? I'm trying to think. You know, there's just, there's so many things you got to go to the township for and you got to find out zoning, you know, and my neighbor's trying to figure out where he needs to put a shed. You know, it's just, it's stupid stuff like that. And I call it the little mini socialist community that tells you what to do and how you need to do it. You know, it's basically as if you don't own your own property. Remember, we don't. Now, we're going to kind of go over a couple things here, which is a little interesting. Just, I'm going to throw out some words here. They're, these are admiralty law words. Okay. And this is, now again, there's two different types of law. Like I said, law of the land, law of the sea. The attorneys and the corrupt, you know, cronies in D.C. and these corporatocracy, you know, freaking tyrants, they all operate on the Holy Sea, the law of the, you know, the law of the uh, water. All right. Here's some words for you that are in their books that are like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds, if not thousands of dollars. You know, they're, they're law books. Um, birth certificate. All right. That's, believe it or not, that's a word of the water. Citizenship, leadership, withdrawal, currency, liquid assets, bail, bankruptcy, bar examination, seal, a dock, court, harbor, survivorship, cash flow, liquidation, floating, We've all heard that saying, I have my head above water. Apprenticeship, bail bond, bankruptcy law, disbarment, sidebar, your worship, as in like worship at church, right? Floating your company, deposit, bank, loan sharks, frozen assets, bank balance, bailiff, bar, discharge, ownership, Battleship, censorship, all these words, there's so many words that end in ship. All those words that end in ship. Scholarship, sponsorship, hardship, friendship, fellowship. Oh my gosh. I looked up fellowship in the, uh, in, uh, I looked up, uh, I forgot what the website's called, but it was an etymology lookup, you know, where you can look up the root words of, of, of uh, different words. I looked up fellowship just randomly. Oh my goodness. They're talking about like intercourse and stuff like that. Like, whoa, 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 whoa. What the heck is this? I mean, it, crazy stuff. I don't know. Check it out. 
um, that word is etymology. Um, it just talks about the root and like where words, you know, come from. Now, many of these maritime words are commonly used today in everyday conversation. These words that I told you about, they're, they're nothing new to you. So you're probably thinking, well, Jason, why are you talking about this then? Listen, maritime words relate to nautical, um, sea, ocean, shipping, navigation. Um, believe it or not, as a truck driver, even though I'm on land, a lot, if you read the bill lading that I, uh, when I get it printed out, I mean, a lot of the highways, they still, they still call them shipping lanes. All right. Think of a ship, right? A boat that carries commerce. All right. They still consider semis considered, you know, according to their law of the water ship, right? Shipping lanes on the highway. I know it's a little crazy and a little muddy. Let's get a little further down on this. Maybe it'll make a little bit more sense. So maritime law regulates business. Okay. Does that maybe make it more, a little bit makes more sense. It regulates business, banking, and commerce. It's the law of money. And as we all know, money is liquid, right? Now the law which governs vessels or ships known for carrying commercial produce slash money Whereas the common law comes from the customs of those who live on the land, it is derived from common sense and natural law. Now, the powers that be who control the governments, <coughs> corporatocracies, um, in the courts have attempted to subvert our natural rights and override the common law jurisdiction by treating us all as corporations. What? Mm -hmm. Which are subject to maritime admiralty law. Instead of natural or sovereign human beings with inalienable rights under the common law of the land. Well, let's back up for a minute. The powers that be who control the governments and courts have attempted to subvert our natural rights and override the common law jurisdiction by treating us all as corporations. What are you talking about, Jason? Yeah. If you look at your driver's license and your birth certificates and your believe it or not, your baptismal certificates, um, any licenses, like my wife, she's a cosmetologist, her license. If you look at all these different things, your name is in all capital letters. All capital. What's capital? Capital is money. Okay. You're, you have a corporation. You technically on paper are a corporation. That's what that's talking about. Let's get a little further into this. Now, common law or law of the land is what is lawful. Statute law or maritime law, okay, now that's the law that the powers that be, if you want to call it the cabal, right? The freaking crazy evil, you know, satanic banksters, they operate on statute law, maritime law. Now, the law of the ocean is what we can call legal, okay? Now, the law of the sea and ocean is banking law. It's international by nature. Legal and lawful are antonyms. So statute law is not actually law in its truest sense. It is corporate policy given the force of law, which is different from actual law. Now, in law, a statute is defined as a legislated rule of a society given the force of law by the consent of the governed parties. Now, acts and statutes are corporate policies of the state or whatever legal corporate framework or society has issued them, but typically this refers to government. Now, for a statute to be applicable, the subject must be a member of that specific society for which the statute was created and must have given their consent to be a member of that society. 
Again, consent. That's a very important word in all of this. Now, continuing on here, citizenship and birth registration is that consent. Without this prerequisite, there can be no state authority or legal jurisdiction over an individual. A common misconception among people is that any rule or regulation that governs them falls under one category, law. But there are many other forms of law that people abide without even realizing that they simply do not apply to them. Very important that you all know this, guys. There are different types of laws. Well, I know that, Jason. No, 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 no. I'm not talking about there's a law for speeding and a law for... There are different categories of laws. All right. You just need to know who you are and where you come from in order to know that you're supposed to be operating underneath common law. Again, common law is derived off the Ten Commandments. Well, where did the Ten Commandments come from? Well, Moses, you know, scribed them on those tablets. Well, how did Moses get those, you know, get that inspiration to scribe those tablets? Well, God. Why do you think they want God out of the picture so much? Think about it. Why do you think they want our Heavenly Father out of the picture, out of the town square? We want to get rid of the Bible burn all the Bibles, do away with all the Christians, all that stuff. Seriously, you know? So, as far as, like, the maritime law goes, maritime admiralty law was never meant to be applied to land dwellers. And the people and the tribes of the land have a natural right to dictate their own customs without common law. Now, common law, in its simplicity, covers almost every possible eventuality. Um, Harm or murder, theft, and fraud. Now, those are essentially the three crimes that break the law under common law. All right, so in other words, you can do drugs, whatever, right? If you want to do drugs, that's fine, right? You want to speed, okay, um, as long as you're not creating harm or you're not murdering anybody, right? You're not causing any type of fraud or theft, All right? Those are the three or four, I should say, Big crimes that break the common law. Now, it's only the way, it's the only way to break the law. Now, anything else, anything else would just be a breach of policy. Now, these are not true crimes. But again, this is how they make a ton of money off of you by all these little mundane, little stupid, you know, quote unquote laws, right? Speeding, having too dark of window tint, or having too loud of a muffler on your car, things like that, right? Now, let's see. Now, under the common law, a sovereign human being is allowed to do whatever they please so long as they do not infringe upon the life, rights, or liberty of another. This is what it means to act lawfully. Now, a simple perversion of language, as they often do, has, it made, has made it impossible or has made it possible to convince people around the world that these maritime laws apply to them. Now, one of the predominant beliefs in modern culture is that licenses, permits, registrations, and other forms of documentation are required to operate different vessels, motor vehicles, to, you know, use of public roads and structures and things like that, right? And basically engage in free enterprise. But sadly, these beliefs are based on little to no investigation whatsoever and are false. Now, ships, as you know, are always referred to as a female and they always have a female name. Because they carry a product like a woman who gives birth is seen by the state as creating a product or human resources. Now, when a ship parks into a harbor, this is known as birthing. The ship births into its dock. Then it receives a certificate of manifest because it has manifest on the land. It manifested itself. 
Now, when a mother's water breaks, she births a child, which comes out through the birth canal. And a canal is a waterway channel and manifests into the world or onto the land. Then it receives a birth certificate, which must be signed by the doctor. All right. The doctor. The child is given citizenship and became what they call chattel, property of the state, which can be traded on the stock market. Okay. Which there's a lot more to that too. Maybe we'll get into that little deep in weeds down the road. Well, Jason, what does all this mean? What it means is that when you're operating on the law of the water, it's all based on commerce. It's based on banking and money, right? That's how they enslave you. Think of why it's supposedly required to have a certificate of life of birth in the first place. Now, the Barron's Dictionary of Banking Terms defines a certificate as a paper establishing an ownership claim. So right there, we notice that everyone with a birth certificate is defined as being owned. Owned by who? Well, people are used as collateral with other nations because the U.S. is bankrupt. The United States declared bankruptcy March 9th of 1933. And let's not forget, the United States actually has declared bankruptcy multiple times. I think the most recent time is what Trump just did before he left office. Um, yeah, people. I don't think people really know that. Now, at this point, the U.S. began taking out loans from a private non-government affiliated corporation called the Federal Reserve. And that's a private banking cartel, a cartel again, owned by the Rothschilds. It's not federal. It's not a government in, you know, institution. It's privately owned. And again, it has no reserves, has no money to pay back loans. And the U.S. began using the citizens, yes, the citizens as collateral. Well, why? Well, human beings have value. They have the potential to work, right? They consume and they can be taxed. So why not assign a monetary value to them? It's no wonder that, you know, as people get older and they're in retirement age, you know, that they, they just, they don't have very much use, right? That's why... It seems like it's so hard, especially for veterans, you know, especially older veterans to get any type of good quality service from the VA because, you know, they have no value anymore in life. Right. So they they they're just thrown away. They're done away with kind of like an old used Bic lighter. And all birth and married marriage certificates are literally warehouse receipts. Just look at the similarity of a warehouse receipt and a birth certificate. Both document the date of issue, a serial number, registration number, receipt number, the description of the product and an authorized informant to notify the appropriate government agency. Seriously, look at it. It's pretty crazy. Now, money is water. Now, when you subtract the expenses from an income, you have what's called the cash flow. When you turn an asset into cash, it's called liquidation. You liquidate an asset. Now, what do you find on either side of a river? Banks. Just like how river banks control the flow of water from, from you know, water current to the sea. Right? Now, banks control the cash flow. Now when the river when the river bank ruptures, they can no longer they can no longer contain the flow of the current to the sea. Similarly, when you own cash flow goes into negative and you no longer have any currency, you are considered bankrupt. Now, when you when you, when you pay 
excuse me. When you when you have to pay something and it's it's due, you pay your dues, right? Dew is a form of water, right? It's a type of moisture. It comes in the form of droplets, H2O, right? And it's very, very thin. It appears on thin exposed objects in the morning or evening due to condensation. Right? Again, due. You're oh, you know, you gotta pay your dues. Now to catch the wind and move a boat or ship, you put up the sail. When you place something you own on the market, you put it up for sale. Now, just looking through some more of my notes here, because I'm trying not to bore you guys here. I'm trying to just give you a general idea of what maritime law is. All right. Now, here's something else. Let's look at the word mer, for example. All right. It's, it's an old French uh, word, mer, M-E-R, right? It's Latin for mer, from uh, the proto-italic meri, meaning sea or a large body of water. Now, therefore, the prefix mer refers to water as well, such as a mermaid, a maiden of the water, a mythical being, also synonymous with sirens. Now, that one was new. I didn't know that one. Now, which was said to lure weary sailors with their songs and then drag them to their deaths in the ocean. It's pretty sinister. These songs or chants can be considered merchants. Not unlike how a merchant banker will lure you into their admiralty jurisdiction and drain you of your wealth and steal your life away. Also note the mer in commerce. According to Black's Law Dictionary, a hospital is considered a bank. Huh? Yeah. A hospital is considered a bank. Like a ship, a woman also delivers a product when she goes into labor in the hospital delivery room. These words aren't picked by happenstance people. They pick these words very carefully for a reason. Again, one of the reasons why I always harp on the fact that words mean everything. They matter. They carry so much weight. I'm not kidding you when I tell you words matter. Every single word has a very powerful meaning behind it. And they pick these words particularly. Now, let's continue on here, all right? So she goes into labor in the hospital delivery room. I'm sorry, hold on real quick. I just have to read a quick text. I'm sorry. Huh, okay. Sorry, it was somebody in the uh, county assembly. Um, they had a question, but um, I was already in the middle of this podcast. Sorry, Lynn, if you're hearing this repeat. Um, I didn't mean to ignore your call. Um, but anyways... Speaking of law, it's kind of interesting. Um, I'll just share this with you. Yeah, no, she was just saying, sorry about the phone call. You're probably doing your podcast right now. And so you had a quick question. We're headed to the township meeting. Could be interesting because they're trying to pass a revision to the noise ordinance that is already unlawful. I mean, there we go. I mean, see, these are the kind of things that we discuss and we we, we, we try to watch during, you know, in our in the assemblies. See, part of what we do in the assemblies is we 
we root out corruption, right? We look at the de facto fraudulent um, installation in place that they call, you know, that we everybody knows as the government. But again, corporation, all right? It's big corporatocracy. And this is what we have to do, all right? Now, the mother, back to the mother, all right? Now, she's a vessel, technically, or a ship who gives birth to a child. When products are delivered by a ship, they need a certificate of manifest, a.k.a. a certificate of birth, all right? Now, notice birth, when you give birth to a baby, is B-I-R-T-H. When you talk about the birth of a boat, it's B-E-R-T-H, okay? But just because of a little different spelling doesn't mean that it doesn't have the same meaning behind it, okay? This is how they pervert words. Now, when a child is delivered, he or she is granted a birth certificate and is given citizenship. Men impregnate women with seamen, seamen, men of the sea, right? Women are a vessel or a ship. Men and women mare, mare, marry, and people will say, is she of good stock or is she bad company? Maybe it's none of our business, right? But you need a license to marry because marriage is a business exchange. A spouse is a marriage partnership. Typical legal marriage is actually a three-way contract between husband, wife, and the state. Why do you think you got to go to city, you know, city hall? Also, it kind of makes you also, you know, I've always wondered this. Why can a captain, if you're on a cruise ship, why can a captain marry you? Well, now I'm understanding why. Operating underneath maritime law. Now, arguably, it can actually be a four-way, you know, if you include the Vatican, but that's a different story. Now, your body is legally considered a corporation. Corporations are plural and is sometimes referred to as corpse, all right? Now, that's when your body dies. You are a corpse. Sometimes, if a person is a bad influence, we say, don't hang out with them. They are bad company. Or if someone is poking their nose into your private business, you might say, that's none of your business. That's my business because you're body is a corporate business. Everything we do is considered business. It's always been about money. And I tell you what, that's one of the things that kind of always bothered me about Dave Ramsey. He always talked about, you know, what does John Smith incorporated, you know, what he should, what should he be doing? You know, I like what he stands for because he helps try to help people get out of debt. But, you know, I, I don't know, maybe he doesn't know too much about this, but it, it just always bothered me when he would say that. Now we all have the expression to come from a good stock, which means to come from a good family or background, right? Especially if that family or background is wealthy. A stock is also what we call a share in a company, corporation, or business, like the stock market. Incidentally, it also it's also the name for a physical bondage device. Like in the old days, if you committed a lesser crime, you might be locked into the stocks, short for stockade, which bound your hands and head. Now, Let's get into the word bond for a minute. Now, a bond is a financial instrument and a fixed income instrument that represents a loan made by an investor to a borrower, typically a corporate or a governmental. Now, bonds are used by companies and municipalities and states and sovereign governments to finance projects and operations. Now, owners of bonds are debt holders or creditors of the issuer. A bond is also an instrument of bondage, something which binds you, like a rope, chain, or stockade, right? So perhaps it is some sick satanic perversion uh, behind why we call the emotional slash spirit ties. Again, tie, another bondage word, right? 
love and emotional connections are considered things that make you weak and hold you back. Dead weights, right? They hold, or they would most likely consider them like a ball and chain. Incidentally, a dead weight, aka dead load, is what we call the maximum cargo carry weight of a ship. In the financial world, now bonds can be floated, another maritime term, right? It's another word. Floating loans, of course, things atop of water are considered to be floating, so that one is obvious. If you don't pay your debts, your account might be become frozen, like water becoming ice. All right, or maybe you might go to a loan shark. Right? Or maybe you need to create a financial document of which you need to have a seal placed on it. A seal is an embossed emblem, figure, a symbol, or word, right? Something that, you know, like a notary republic. But let's not forget, a seal is an amphibious mammal, synonymous with the ocean. When you enter a court, you have the fence and a gate. The gate is the floodgate, so when you're sitting outside, you're on land. All right? These de facto courts are treated as a vessel, so stepping in onto a court is considered the same as stepping onto a ship. The minute you walk past those bench bars, right, those, those, those doors that swing, right, you're now operating under you're consenting and operating underneath the land of, of the law of the, of the sea. When a land dweller steps onto a ship, they are completely under the control and authority of the captain of that ship. That captain makes the rules because it's his ship. And he can, and that's why, again, why he can marry people, marry. He can make you take shoes off or scrub the decks. And you have no right to refuse because if you don't like the rules, guess what? You can simply get off the ship and back onto the land in the law of the land where your common law rights are intact and you're longer and you are longer and then you are back under the jurisdiction and then you are no longer, excuse me, they are no longer underneath the jurisdiction of the captain and his ship. Now think about that word captain for a minute. It comes from the word capital. The word capital refers to money, especially investment funds. A large warship is also called a capital ship. Tell you what, this gets really, really crazy and deep. Now, the same thing with the courts. Once you step into the courts onto their metaphorical ship, you're now a maritime admiralty jurisdiction, or at least that is the default assumption unless you claim otherwise. You have to claim this, that you're operating still under the law of the land. Now, this always puts you at the disadvantage right away because they don't have the jurisdiction on the people sitting outside of the court because it's outside the gate. But once you step inside, you have gone through the floodgate and into the canal. Now you're in hot water and subject to maritime admiralty jurisdiction. Jason, this is getting very, very, very uh, it's confusing. Start doing your research. Look up the difference of admiralty law, or excuse me, the law of the sea, right? Admiralty law, maritime law. Look it up. And do a different, you know, do 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 a, a compare and contrast of uh, common law versus, you know, uh, maritime law. Now, the word bar, for example, right? Like Like for lawyers, right? They have to pass the bar. In the legal profession, it's an institution. Or the legal profession as an institution, excuse me. But the term is a metonym, is a, or, uh, excuse me, um, oh, boy, my notes are terrible here. Um, the term 
is a synonym for the line that separates the parts of a courtroom reserved for the spectators and those reserved for the participants in a trial, such as like lawyers, right? Now, if you open the flood and walk past the bar, you, of your own violate, uh, volition, have left the law of the land and waived, wavered those rights by willingly entering into maritime admiralty jurisdiction. In nautical terminology, a bar is any large mass of sand or earth formed and raised above the water, like a sandbar by the surge of the sea. Bars are mostly found at the entrances of great rivers or havens and often render navigation extremely dangerous, but confirm tranquility in the inshore waters by acting as a barrier against strong waves. I mean, you see where this goes. I mean, we can keep going and going, and I have a ton of notes on maritime law. Like I said, I didn't have a chance to really sort a lot of this out because of the stuff that I was dealing with the last few days, but this is what I'm talking about. Like the, all these nautical terminologies and how they define, how they're defined. Like, for example, here's just another one. A bill is also the extremity of the arm of an anchor. In business, a cartel is a group of independent market participants who collude with each other in order to prove their profits and dominate the market. Huh. Kind of sounds like J.P. Morgan Chase, Goldman Sachs, Bank of America when it comes to rigging the silver markets. Which, by the way, if you haven't noticed, gold and silver has been going up. Why? Because, like I said in a previous show, their backdoor communication network is destroyed. Well, what does that mean? It means they can't they can't collude. They can't collude in the back, in, in the back doors anymore. They can't do these backroom deals anymore. They, they can't ap operate like cartels anymore. That's what they are. They're banking cartels. Listen, everything that we're seeing happen over in Russia and Ukraine, the gas going up here, like everything you see happening here. Uh, listen, we're going we're gonna to stray off here for a minute. In fact, we're going to stray off uh, altogether because I got so many more notes here and we'll be here for a long time. And I, we, we're at 50 minutes. I'm trying to keep this short. So here's the thing, everything that you see happening right now, okay, everything that you see happening in our nation is happening with intentional, um, is happening, in, happening intentionally, all right? This government that people think, thinks works for them, right? It's, again, it's a corporatocracy. They operate on maritime law, law of the sea. All right, they operate on their own land, uh, on their own laws, statute law. Now, whereas sovereign human beings operate under common law, which is why the assemblies exist, we operate on common law, the law of the land. That's God's law. Okay. And here's a little something to think about. We just read it not too long ago with the uh, with Jesus walking on water as we're reading through the book of John. Jesus has domain over everything. He walks on water. But Jason, like that, he was actually literally walking on water, according to his disciples. No, think about the, the symbolism behind that. Now, whether if he did or didn't, I, I don't know. I wasn't there. I'd like to believe he did. That's freaking, that'd be pretty cool. But if you think about it from a standpoint of maritime law now, 
right? And how these evil Satanists, because this is why Jesus Christ came down. He wanted to let everybody know and teach them how he can defeat them. He walks on water. All right. He walks on water. He walks on them. And he gives us the permission. He, like, again, he, letting us know. Th- th- like, he, again, he has dominion over all land and water, which is why he was able to walk on water. But everything that you're seeing happen in this country and around the world is happening intentionally. And this government, this country, is ruled by a bunch of tyrant dictators who profit off the backs of we, the American people. And we're enslaved to a system that was put in place, some say even beyond 1913, but 1913 is when the Federal Reserve when the Rothschilds implemented the Federal Reserve Act and they were able to, you know, they basically were coining money as a private banking institution for the government. All right. They, they, they had no right to do that. It was, that was completely unlawful and they had no right to do that. But because of that system, that system, as we were reading earlier in these notes about maritime law, that is what makes people enslaved. You have to know who you are. This is why I don't participate in the stock market anymore or or any of that. If you only knew the evil, literally the evil, and and some of you might be like, oh, Jason, you're crazy. No, no, you're going to see. You're going to see. You're going to eventually, I'm hoping you you will have eyes to see. You're going to realize just how sinister every single system that's in this nation that was put in by Satan and his little minions you're going to see just exactly how evil their systems are when all gets revealed. And everything that's happening right now is to destroy this country. We are the bad guys of the world. And that's a hard pill to swallow. In fact, that's a suppository. You can't even swallow that pill. We are the bad guys of the world. And we can go down a whole nother conversation on a different day about that. But because of who operates this country, and it's not we the people, it's Pelosi, Biden, right? You got all these crazies in there, all the governors. Listen, here's something for you. When the assemblies of the people started convening and doing things lawfully, the military, the good military, again, there's bad and the good military, the good military rounded up all the governors back in 2015. I think it was March or May. I can't remember what month it was in Vegas, rounded them all up, took them to a base out in Vegas and informed them, put them on notice. Listen, the people are assembling and it is their right. You interfere with them. We're going to be talking again. There's going to be more hell to pay, basically, in a nutshell. All right. That's basically what was said to them. Now, I don't know when the second roundup happened, but the all 50 governors got rounded up again. And I don't know. I can't remember when. The first time was in 2015. That's for, That's the one I remember. But they were rounded up twice. And would you, ha- would you know, there's only one governor out of all 50 that's actually taking orders from the assembly, the National Assembly of the People, and that is the Alaskan governor, Michael Dunleavy. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. 
So don't be fooled by people like Abbott or Gnome or Nomi and Noem, whatever, from one of the Dakotas. I forgot her name, right? Don't be fooled by any of them. DeSantis. Everyone keeps saying, oh, but DeSantis is a great, great governor. Yeah, on the surface. But remember, he's still a de facto governor. Reason these governors are trying to do good things, right? And they try, I mean, everything they do seems good on the outside. Remember this. When the original jurisdiction rises up and we get more people in the assemblies and our grand juries are put together, right? We fill these offices. That means they don't have any power anymore. We're taking their power away from them. Thank you for your service. Have a nice day. We the people are going to be governing ourselves going forward like we should have been, like we did over 150 years ago. A government of the people, by the people, for the people. And our government officials will go back to being servants, public servants again, not above us. Right now they act like they're a bunch of little mini kings and queens and princes and princesses. Like they're above us. No. It's not how that works. And our country is so riddled with these freaking people. Our country needs to be destroyed. Literally, it has to be destroyed. Our systems, anyway. Our systems have to be destroyed. Because everything that they have implemented throughout this nation is all evil. And I don't say that lightly. I'm not trying to be funny. And I'm not trying to be, you know, I'm not trying to say that for satire. Every one of their systems, from Disney to the cell phones we use to the stock market to, you know, Social security, everything, all of it is evil. Literally, I might sound like Bobby Boucher's mother from, uh, you know, the water boy. Everything in the government's the devil. Yeah, it is. I'm not kidding. And so the destruction of this nation is taking place now. All right. Make no mistake. Everything that we're seeing happen overseas is part and parcel for the destruction of this nation and all their systems. Yeah. A barrel of gas is, you know, a barrel of oil is what, 128, almost 130 bucks a uh, gallon or a barrel, excuse me, a barrel. We're probably going to see almost 220, $230 a barrel for fuel or, uh, um, boy, misspeaking, words are hard, of oil. We'll probably see $8 a gallon in most areas throughout the U.S. and 10 to 12 out in California. It's going to be crazy. You're already feeling at the grocery stores. You're feeling it on your utility bills. You're feeling it everywhere. The system has to crash in order to restart everything and get back to the way they need to be. Because if you look at everything, everything got so hyper inflammatory. This has to happen. And yes, it's going to be scary. But there's going to be a lot of good that's going to come out of this. But Jason, are you talking about the Great Reset? No. I'm not talking about the Great Reset. The Great Reset is something that the Cabal wants. That's something that they had planned for not to like, what, I think 2030. But now they're trying to fast track their plans because guess what? The good guys are in control right now. All right. White hats, whatever you want to call them. They are in control. But make no mistake that the people are assembling because, again, at the end of the day, it's the people that are going to be back in control. All right. We are the plan. The people are the plan. But in order for the people to be the plan, people have to wake up to the bullcrap that we were brainwashed into believing was good to participate in. You understanding? 
the whole system has to fall. Like the Tower of Babel. America's Babylon. It needs to fall. Because it's inter- it has so many evil, corrupt institutions in it. And there's no other way to get rid of it all except to implode it from the inside. So you better prepare yourself with food and water and seeds to grow your victory gardens like they used to do back in World War I and World War II. Start tapping into your skills. Because I'm going to tell you, we're going to be in for a very rough, bumpy ride. And those who aren't prepared, they're going to be really, really scared and really screwed. And I'm not trying to be funny. I pray for those people. That's why if you prep, prep a little bit more than you normally would so you can help those who are going to be lost. And have some Bibles on hand because I'm telling you right now, you read the book of Isaiah, yeah, you're going to see there's a lot of parallels in the book of Isaiah to what we're seeing happening today. So... Gone a little long today, more than an hour, more than I really wanted to. I try to like to keep this within 45 to 55 minutes, less than an hour at least, but we're going to end it right there. One last thing I wanted to kind of discuss, kind of back on the whole maritime law thing. Why do you think, all right, think about this. Why do you think when you go into courthouses or county offices, right, local municipalities, and you see American flag on the inside, why do you think you ever question why there's a gold fringe around it? You ever wonder about that? It's not to make it pretty. The gold fringe around the American flag. And it's funny. I actually saw a gold fringe on one of the pictures that supposedly Pelosi was in. Around the presidential flag. That gold fringe around the flag indicates that they are operating. That flag is operating underneath the law of the water. Maritime law. That's why you always see the gold fringe around the flags when you step into county and state buildings. But Jason, I see flag flags flying outside of, uh, you know, my town hall all the time. Outside, that doesn't have a gold fringe. Right, it doesn't, does it? That's because it's on the law, that's on the land. Again, just like a courtroom, the minute you walk through those doors, you now are entering their ship. And they operate under admiralty law, which is why on the inside, where they can dictate to you what you will and will not do, that's why when you're on the inside, you'll see the gold fringe around the flag. Do a little research on it. You'll be amazed what you find. So here's what I'm going to close with. I know I just threw a lot of stuff at you. This is probably going to be one of the more boring podcasts, I'll admit. I threw a lot at you. And I wasn't as animated as I try to be. But again, I'm off my game because of everything I had to deal with for the last couple days with this uh, platform. Get involved with your assemblies. We are God-focused, God-driven, with Christ in our hearts. In order to get this country back on track, we need to have Christ in our hearts, and we need to put God back on the Father. That is how we get this nation back on track. And that's why I'm here for God and for Christ to help soften and open hearts to get Christ in them, which bridges you 
to God the Father up in heaven. And then we have to repent of our sins, not just individually, but as a nation, for all the atrocities that we have committed collectively as a human, as a, as a society. Abortion being one of them. If we're going to become a healed land again in this country, we need to repent collectively. And then we need to get involved with our assemblies. The assemblies operate on common law. Very simple. Not all these muddied up statutes and codes and, 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 and uh, you know, you're restricted by so much underneath the law of the water, right? Under maritime law. Why do you think there's so many stupid laws out there? It's because they op- it's, uh, it's all under maritime law. Common law, here's, here, these are the four things. If you hurt someone, harm someone, right? If you harm someone, if you murder someone, you're going to suffer, suffer penalty or possibly death if you kill. You commit fraud, you're going to suffer a punishment. You commit theft, you're going to suffer punishment. Outside of that, that's it. You want to drive, you know, with your stereo up in your car? Okay, that's fine. You want to have 2.5% window tint on your hot rod? That's fine. You won't get a ticket for that. Now, under the law of the water, you will. Not under common law. You can have your tint however dark you want. You want to... You want to... Put a hundred flags in your yard and in, in the in the front yard in your HOA. You can do that. Might not have a lot of friendly neighbors, but you can do that. You're not harming anyone. You're not committing fraud. See what I'm saying here? The law of the sea is muddied up with so many statutes, codes, rules, regulations. It restricts you. Common law doesn't. That's what we're going to return to. That's what JFK was trying to get us back to, not just back to common law, but also back to the gold standard, which is why we're going to see this dollar collapse. When Nixon took us off the gold standard, when we went on this fiat BS currency, the shelf life of this currency that we're operating on right now is only about 50 years. Guess what? We're on year 51. It's about to fall and collapse like a big house of cards. And when the quote-unquote government falls because of their shenanigans and because they're de facto and fraudulent, guess who's going to be there to help pick up the pieces and get back to a lawful jurisdiction and a a government by, for, and of the people? Yeah, that's the assemblies. So let's close this out with a prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you so very much for this time together. I pray I didn't really uh, confuse many people while discussing the two different laws here. But it's very important, especially if we're going to get back to common law, which is based off of your commandments. And I just pray that this resonates with whoever listens. And I always pray that you guide me in my words and my thoughts, because I want to make sure I do not interject my own opinions, but of things that are fact and are based on uh, sound logic and just matter of fact and truth. So I always pray that you guide my words, guide my thoughts, guide my note-taking so I can put out proper information to those out there because it's so hard to 
distinguish who is real and who's fraudulent out there, which I believe is why you pressed upon my heart, Lord, to start this on your behalf, to get more authentic information out there and to help guide people towards a truth that will truly set them free. I pray all this in your Holy Son's name, Jesus Christ. Amen. And remember, as it states in Joshua 1.9, I command you, be strong and steadfast. Do not fear nor be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. And that is what it means to be a hardliner, ladies and gentlemen. You have to remain firm, steadfast, and uncompromising. Good night. God bless. And signing out until next time. Thank you for listening to His Hard Line. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that's it for the day. That concludes our discussion. Remember, remember, it's all about being firm, steadfast, and uncompromising. expand the kingdom of our Heavenly Father. Thank you for listening to His Heartline, and don't forget to visit us at www.hisheartline.com. Until then or the next time, we'll see you then. God bless.